Welcome to Discovering Nutrition with Chronometer. I'm your host and community marketing manager, Elisa, and today I am amped to be doing things a little bit differently and interviewing my good friend and longtime chronometer user, Scott Robinson. We're going to be diving into how he's used the app for the last couple years this episode and finding out why moderation really is key. As always, this podcast is for general purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including getting medical advice. The use of information from this podcast is at the user's own risk and is not to be substituted for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. How do real people use our app to make themselves their happiest and healthiest? check this user's story out. So today we're here with Scott Robinson, who I met at DonCon 2022, shout out to Don. And (laughs) we had a wonderful fitness retreat for a week. And definitely one of the standout people is uh is you scott for sure we would we'd be working out and i would be dying on a push-up hold <laughs> and I, I didn't really didn't like those and then scott would yell something like you got this or we got this and i'm like i do got this so it was yeah, so quite, amazing I'm to have the you hype. there i'm quite the hype man yeah well it's funny because i had i had, I think i had three three workout days with you and then one i didn't and then i was like where is he <laughs> who is gonna yell words of encouragement here? <laughs> and that's the day i really needed you i think because that's like when we had to do like the bear crawls oh you yeah, know, yeah to yeah. the end and back and then yeah and those just mur- those just murdered me those are murder so just a little bit of background from my side. When people use chronometer often, we have a term that we use and we call them power users. So when I met Scott and looked at his chronometer account, he had an abundance of servings logged. And I was like, oh, power user. So you've used chronometer for a while. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, consistently for the, uh, really consistently for the last uh, seven, eight months. And then prior to that, it was kind of on and off. It depended on like how much I really wanted to dive into it. Yeah. Do you but, find it's easy now to track every day? Is it like something you think about or? Well, yeah, it's absolutely easy to do every day. Uh, you know, everybody thinks, oh, we got to track what it's going to take, how much time. It really doesn't take much time. I mean, once you really get to understand how to use the system, it's, it's just a couple of seconds. It probably takes me more time to measure my food than it does to enter in the food, which you would think sometimes it would probably be the opposite way, right? But what it does for me is gives me reality check of really what the, mm-hmm. so, so how much does uh, a cup of rice really mean? Like, I, I think that's where people think get like overwhelmed with the idea of having to measure and, and, and putting in the information. It's the information that comes back to you that's so important, right? And so that putting in that time and getting that information back, it's a total reality check to what I actually put into my body every day. I love that you said that because you don't know what you don't know. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when you start learning something new, anything new, and you know, nutrition tracking is definitely the same. Like I was blown away by some of the stuff I was learning about my nutrition when I started tracking, like holes in my diet or basically like a little protein I was getting and how much sugar, what, what do you think your biggest takeaway has been? What have you learned the most about your nutrition? Yeah. So, you know, I'll take a, I'll 
take us on a little journey maybe and that kind of get to the to the answer to your question uh, i like storytelling I, yes. I i love storytelling is that's what i do in my job but so when i started back into fitness you know it was uh, march of 2020 so right as covid hit i was scared i was scared i was going to put on the covid 20 and just go just go totally down the drain and so i started i found don saladino and started doing his uh challenge workouts and in, in his program, he gave you nutrition advice and he gave you options like you could do macros or you can, you know, measure by your by your palm, your fist or your mm -hmm. thumb or whatever. And I was like, I'm not doing macros. Like, I don't like I don't even want to go there. I don't have time for this. And so I was doing, you know, the way he said to measure and I lost a bunch of weight. I put on some muscle. I felt really good. But as I look back at that time now, I was way underfed but I didn't know it. Mm. I didn't know what I didn't know back to what you're saying, right? Like I, I just was eating what he said and, and was doing a good job and had results, but I kind of plateaued and I didn't have the energy I needed or whatever. And so I started to dabble a little bit. And what I found over the last year or so is um, when I'm not counting, I'm underfed or I'm grossly overfed. So <laughs> You know, like, like <laughs> that's me. When you, when you think, well, like, think about rice. Like, it's it's amazing mm -hmm. to me. Like, I used to you know, would would just load rice into a bowl and put chicken on it and vegetables and then eat. And I would finish my carbs for the day in that one bowl of, of you know food, and then I'd still be eating the rest of the day, right? Mm -hmm. And but I didn't know it. I know it now because I understand what what's you know what how many carbs are in a in a cup of jasmine rice, but. I didn't know it then. So as I started to eat more or whatever, but wasn't really counting, like my body weight changed, my my the look, how I looked changed, um, which was dramatic from being first eight months with Don and, and under eating, I shed all the body fat. Well, then I put some of it back on because I, I felt like I needed to eat more, but I wasn't counting any of it. So as I started counting uh, uh, with it, using chronometer specifically, and, and also working with Adam, uh, Adam Ross, now I understand, like, I, I know how much protein I'm getting. I didn't know how much protein I was getting before. My assumption was, you know, everybody says eggs have protein. Well, how much protein, right? Yeah. Like you eat two eggs, you're yep. like, oh, I got protein in, but you really didn't. You got 12 grams of protein. I need 175 grams a day. I'm not getting mm -hmm. it from eating two eggs in the morning. And no. I'm already way behind schedule for the rest of the day. And then, you know, chicken is different than beef. You know, fish is different than beef. Like I, I had five ounce, five, almost six ounces of chicken yesterday at a meal, which is close to over 50 grams. I had a four ounce burger last night. It's 24 grams. Like I couldn't eat any more burger, <laughs> but I needed more. I needed more protein to finish my day. So I guess my point is, is that, you know, without it i don't know if i'm getting what i really need in the day and you and you said it's it but for me it's not only just carbs fats and protein it's all the micronutrients that go along with it right mm -hmm. you know am i getting enough magnesium am i getting enough of the right vitamins that i need you know potassium whatever it is and that's all part of understanding using chronometer to understand like am i getting what i need and as a 52 year old guy like i need things more than I probably did when I was 32, right? Like I, I need all those nutrients that I, I don't even think about. And understanding that eating vegetables is great, 
but am I getting all those micronutrients that I need from those vegetables? Or do I need to add some different things in like blueberries and eat more fruit and understand what, like I was one of those people that thought you eat a lot of fruit and you're getting a lot of sugar and you're getting a lot of carbs. Heck, I have big old bowl of blueberries every day, pretty much mm -hmm. like four or five ounces. That doesn't disturb my carb number. Matter of fact, I need more in order to hit my 50, 60 grams after my workout. So it's just all about awareness. It's all about understanding your food. It's just a great tool to, to help me do that. Now I can, I can go out like this week, I took my son to a Phillies game and I eat what I want when I want. If I there's something I really want, I had a peanut butter and jelly burger. Now, this was a like a burger heard of those. With, with peanut butter and jalapeno mm. jam and bacon. I knew this thing was going to be a gut bomb, right? I knew it was going to be like <laughs> over a thousand calories. And so I, I knew my morning, I knew my lunch, I knew what what I had and I knew what I had left over and I was perfectly fine to go eat that. Did my macros yeah. matter that day? Probably not, but I at least knew I was in the range, right? Like I wasn't going to yeah. go super crazy by, by being able to understand what was in that burger and what was in the rest of my day. Yeah. I think like one of the things that people, when they hear how long I've been tracking for is that they're like, well, you're basically eating the same thing all the time, but you have a good idea of what you're getting. And I'm like, even though I have like the same core stuff, one little change makes a huge difference. Like having an apple versus like a banana for those micronutrients can completely change my day. Right. And I just like, you know, for the amount of time that it takes, I just like the awareness, I guess. So for a person like me, I travel a lot for work. I go off to Boston tomorrow for a business trip and understanding what I've learned from measuring and from counting and from using chronometer. When I go on this business trip, I can't, right? Like there's so many things, it's just impossible to put it all together and put it in. But I know how much rice, you know, uh, the size and the amount of rice that I need. And, and if I go over, you know, I, I can now look at food differently and go, okay, I got plenty of protein on this one. I, you know, I need more veggies or, and, and this carbohydrate is going to be around 50, 60 grams roughly, you know, so I can figure out things and stay on my path without getting wrapped up either. Right. Like, Oh, I just got to eat salad and, mm -hmm. you know, Oh, I just got to stay away from certain things. Like I can focus in on my food and like, go, okay, this is what I can have. And this is what I, I don't want to have or, or whatever it will be. And, and so that to me is where the education is. Like, I love mm -hmm. using this thing. I got, it's always with me on my phone and I'm always looking at it and I'm playing with stuff. I put in food for throughout the day and I'm like, oh, take a little bit this way. It's, almost, <laughs> it's fun to me. It's like a game, right? It, but It is gamified a little bit, yeah. Yeah, but but at the same time, when I can't count it, I am. this is what's taught me how to look at food differently, quite frankly. Without that tool, I would just eat. Like I wouldn't be thinking about it. this tool really helps me. And I, I have specific goals, right? Like I have certain macros I'm trying to hit. I've throughout the year, I have different things, whether I'm cutting, whether I'm, you know, trying to bulk up a little bit or just staying maintenance or whatever. So I know my numbers. This is the tool that helps me to hit those numbers. And that's really important to me. You know, I'm going to say it probably a couple of times as an older guy, right? As a more seasoned guy. I can't you're, you're not giving be, yourself credit, but <laughs> yeah, well, I can't afford to be sitting at this, this high range or 3,500 calories or 4,000 calories for a week while I'm traveling. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to feel it. Right. Um, yeah. I, I need to know where things are and this is the only way I can do that.
Yeah, I think that for me too, like, and you kind of touched on it. I also eat what I want when I want. And I'll put like an asterisk there because then a lot of people would be like, oh, you have like a super fast metabolism or something. And I am quite active, but I don't really necessarily like want to eat anything that's not good for me now that I know about like nutrient density and that kind of thing, you know, like, and that's not restrictive to me at all. That's empowering because some some people might look at it like, oh, you don't want to eat that you know, that plate of French fries because you know what's in it now, but I'm still making the choice and I still give myself the permission to eat that if I want. And I think that that's really been the key because I really struggled in my twenties with, you know, I had not a very good relationship with food. And then I know that people are like really surprised to learn that tracking has given me freedom because they just see it as restriction. Right. But for me, it's like, I know that if I go and have, you know, whatever I want, if I go to like a barbecue and I just go a little, little wild, <laughs> uh, I don't like calling it cheat days. I don't like associating with yeah. cheat with my, with my own diet. But if I go and just enjoy myself and not worry, I also know that those things don't have like a massive impact on your weight. Like people think that like one meal can like set you back. That's really not the case. It takes, it takes a while for, you know, things to really add up. And it gave me that knowledge too, because if I go like 700 calories over in one day, you know, I I might weigh a couple pounds more on the scale tomorrow, but that could be because I'm retaining more water, had sodium, or there could be an abundance of different factors. Right. But, uh, it's given me so much, so much freedom. I, and, and you said you, you kind of, I think we might, kind of do it the same, you know, and maybe that's the secret sauce to tracking for so long is just being consistent, but giving yourself some, some grace, I think. I guess the easiest way to put it is knowledge is power, right? Like if mm-hmm. you, if you understand your food, it's a lot, it's a lot easier to get comfortable with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that's really what it is. I've initially, you know, two years ago, I wasn't so comfortable. Like I had to be regimented. Everything had to be perfect. I had all this food sitting in the refrigerator in compartments and perfect. And every day I knew every ounce to everything. Like oh, that's all. amazing too. <laughs> and then I, now I just, I do cook. I do do some cooking over the weekend and I have a whole bunch of different things in the fridge, but nothing is measured out until the day of now. Now everything mm-hmm. is kind of like, Oh, you know, I need some of this today. I'm not feeling the energy. I'm going to bump up my calories and my, my carbs a little bit. I feeling, I'm feeling like a little flat or whatever. So it's just all about kind of getting that, being comfortable with the food at that point. And it was funny. I was with some friends this past weekend and we were out to dinner and they wanted to order pizza. And they, mm-hmm. they all looked at me because they all know I've been getting in shape or whatever. And they're all like looking at me like, can you have pizza? I'm like, I'm fine. Like, don't yeah. worry about me. Like, I may not eat half the pizza or whatever, but mm-hmm. I'll have a couple pieces. Yeah, it's fine. And mm-hmm. I'm also going to order a piece of chicken and a salad mm-hmm. just because I want my veggies anyway. And, and I need some protein, but don't worry. I'm going to eat some pizza. And mm-hmm. I did. My son last night had pizza because I made him a pizza. And he's like, Dad, you want the crust? And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll eat the crust. Like, I'm, gonna, mm-hmm. I'm not going to kill me. I'm going to work, <laughs> you know, and trust me, tomorrow morning I'm going to work out. And it's going to be gone, right? You know, yeah. but it's it's a, just about becoming more comfortable with it and not, food is not the enemy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll get back to, you know, chronometer and how I kind of utilize it for me is understanding 
calories, right? Like understanding, you know, good food versus bad food or whatever you want to call it. Like I'm not, you know, as we've been talking about, I'm not going to say no to a piece of pizza when I want a piece of pizza or whatever, a piece of cake or whatever. For me, it's ice cream. I'm like addicted. But what I, what I like to think about is if I'm trying to get through the day, like I want to have enough food. I don't want to waste my food on something that is a cup of something that isn't going to mm-hmm. be, isn't going to fill me up for the day. I don't mm-hmm. want to have the munchies later on. So where I'm really just focused is it's not a diet. I'm not on a diet. I'm on a nutrition plan that I've chosen that mm-hmm. I prefer to have. Right. And, and everybody will say to me, what's your diet? I don't have a diet. I eat mm-hmm. carbs. I eat protein. I eat fat. Mm-hmm. I happen to know how much of each I want to eat every day, <laughs> but, but I, yeah. I know what I, so if I'm going to go into a day where I'm going to want to eat healthy, really healthy, then I know what foods I want to eat. If I know I'm going to go have a burger that night, like the other night, and it's going to be a gut bomb. Yeah, I, I know how to set that up for the day. Right. And then but the next day I'm not pulling the whole, well, I ate, you know, 3000 calories last night. So I'm going to go to 1500 today. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. You got to keep eating what you're going to eat. Like you don't put your body in this you know, overfill and then starvation mode all the time, you're going to screw yourself up. And I think Mm -hmm. those are the things that I've learned from people like Don, people like Adam, to not get so wrapped up into this, this whole calorie thing so much, and Mm -hmm. to feed your body. And you know what, get really comfortable with how you feel first, before you worry about like physically feel before you worry about Mm -hmm. how you physically look, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that's all, all part of a process. Yeah, it is. I feel like (laughs) you're in my head and you're saying the things that I think like I'm at the point now with chronometer and this is years. This is years. I think it's over four and a half years now, but I'm, I'm kind of like dabbling on like the performance side. So my last podcast guest was Rob Wolf and he is a former biochemist. And that episode Mm -hmm. to me, I was mind blown because he just got into like sodium and electrolytes. And I was just like, just, just inhaling all of this knowledge because I've never really like paid, I've paid attention to electrolytes, but I haven't been like, I should increase these to see if my run times are going to be better, you know, like that kind of thing from a performance standpoint. So I'm at the point now that I know how many calories my body needs at maintenance. I basically know what to eat. Now, like every once in a while, I just like dabble with with different different things. And and now after that episode, I was like, I'm really gonna see what happens when I start paying more attention to electrolytes and kind of I always kind of stuck to the guidelines for sodium. And then Rob comes on and he's like, you can actually have a lot more. The average person obviously can have a lot more than, than we believe. And then, so I started like salting my food, which I've never done. I've never been someone that reaches for the salt shaker, but I make like a protein bowl that I have after my runs and I put salt in it and I'm like feeling so much better, which is crazy. And then I was talking to one of my coworkers because Rob, he does, um, he has an electrolyte supplement company called Element and we have it at the office often. And then one of my coworkers, he's like, on days that I've been taking electrolytes, my resting heart rate is lower. And I'm like, 
so cool. So I'm just <laughs> loving like human guinea pig basically. Cause I don't really have any specific goals necessarily, you know, like my weight's been consistent. I feel like I have too much energy. <laughs> Sometimes as you know, you also have <laughs> too much energy and, uh, and I'm like, what can I do? But I still want to learn. So have you ever dabbled with any like you know different biohacking stuff and playing around like are you are you having sodium you should have more sodium well you know it's funny you say that it's i learned i've learned a lot over the last two and a half years in in really listening to don listening to, to adam but listening to all the other people like you know like yourself and others that you know you as you put people on podcasts or or the you know chronometer calls or whatever i mean i'm always on those things dr dr lyon uh, Dr. G, right? So like listening to all those people and all the different thought process. And um, my dad had a heart attack at 50. You know, we went to no salt food. Everything was plain, bland, whatever, and no red meat. You know, we went that route. This was, you know, my, this was years and years and years ago, right? Mm -hmm. I have, you know, genetically, like I got my dad, right? Like I got mm -hmm. high cholesterol, all this, you know, fat HDL, LDL combination, all that stuff. And as I'm, you know, was always afraid to put salt on things and always, but as I listened to all these other people and how the, the community of the, you know, the doctor community has changed the thoughts on cholesterol and different things. Like I never salted anything prior to two mm -hmm. and a half years ago. And then all of a sudden I'm reading all these things and hearing all these things. And all of a sudden now I'm salting everything. Pink <laughs> Himalayan sea salt is on everything, right? It's a, Costco has the big thing. And I just, you know, I get that big thing. And yeah. And you know what? I know when I'm not getting enough sodium intake now, like I can feel it. Like my, I, my body looks flat. I feel flat. I don't have the energy. I'll be honest today, my workout, I crashed and burned halfway through. Like I had a great workout and all of a sudden it was just like, boom, hit the wall. I, I can't get hydrated enough today now. Like I'm mm -hmm. so far behind and for, and I did my normal routine, but I'm missing on electrolytes right now. There's no question. I haven't mm -hmm. done any kind of electrolyte powder in the last few days. I definitely mm -hmm. know the difference. And so trying to have these conversations with people that still have this old mindset is fun, right? Because they're like, oh, you put salt on this? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, well, that's bad for this. I'm like, trust me, of all the people, I know what's bad, what's not bad. <laughs> like my dad died yeah. at 65 or 67. You're like, I know. Mm -hmm. But guess what? That's old school. Like this is, you gotta, you gotta mm -hmm. see what's right for your body. And, and it also depends on your exertion level too, right? Like. Mm -hmm. If you're sitting around all day long, then yeah, you probably don't want to be salting the hell out of everything. But if you're mm -hmm. you're active, even slightly active, then and you're sweating a little bit, yeah, you're gonna need some of that stuff to replenish your body. And I think that's where I'm a proponent of listening to as many people as possible. Summer hacks. Yeah, absolutely. There are people you listen to mm -hmm. and you're like, you know right away, you're like, that guy I don't know anything. <laughs> this is but, all wrong. <laughs> but but surround yourself with the smart people and then they will guide you to other smart people. And that's kind of what I've done as I, you know, and you've done on with chronometer and the people that you guys connect with. I mean, mm -hmm. some of the smartest minds that you can find out there that are digging into new stuff all the time. And I think as a consumer a consumer of food, but also a consumer of wellness, you know, you, you've got to go out and you got to find those right people and then listen to them and then biohack, right? Like you got to play with it a little mm -hmm. bit. You got to see what feels good on, on you and, and, uh, and then do your blood work and all those other things, you know, quick story. I, 
I experiment, right? Like, so I follow what some, you know, what Don and some people are doing. And I did, I did a program with, you know, with, with Lumen, you know, I was using Lumen and that's more of a high fat diet, you know, and, and trying to have that, you know, change your metabolism and have it be more flexible. It didn't work for me. And why it didn't work for me is because of genetics. The high fat diet made my blood work go crazy, right. like just off the charts. So chronometer became really important at that point because I needed to go back to a lower fat diet and change mm-hmm. my macros and, and walk away from, from Lumen. Not that Lumen didn't, it didn't work for me. It works for a lot of other people. It just didn't work for mm-hmm. me. But that's when chronometer became really, really important in my life because I needed to make sure that I wasn't getting into the wrong kind of fats and, and then trying to keep my fat number low and then making sure I was getting enough, you know, because fat, fat is higher in calories. So I had to make sure I got to get enough, I got to get more protein or I got to get more mm-hmm. carbs to offset so I can hit my, my calorie numbers. So that's where like juggling and learning and, and doing the, you know, the blood work is so important for me. I do it twice a year anyway, but like, as you make some of these changes to your, to your life, understanding what those, you know, markers are as well are super important. And, but once again, that's where chronometer comes into place for me. Like I want to adjust things. If I'm not sleeping well, I want to look at what my magnesium number is. Right. And then I want to go and take a magnesium uh, by glycinate uh, supplement, you know? So, I mean, it's all about understanding and being like, I I don't know, I call it being present in with what I'm doing every day with my food. And it's fun to me though now, like before it was just shut to my face, right? Now it's fun. Like I, Mm -hmm. I enjoy doing it. My son looks at me and he's just like, what are you doing? But now it's fun for me with him because he's 14 going into high school. And, you know, he says he's, uh, he wants to start working out, but it's not for the girls. It's for baseball, but you know, we know it's for for the the girls, girls, (laughs) girls for the girls. But so he's asking me things and he looks to me and he's like, dad made a big change, you know, whatever. His friends tell him that his dad's jacked, you know, that's kind of funny because they follow me on Instagram. I don't know why his (laughs) 14 year old friends are following me on Instagram, but you're um, you're an influencer with 14 year olds. That's great. Yeah. 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 It's really fun. But you know, he's saying to me like, dad, like, what do I need to do for food? Like, and so we'll talk about Mm -hmm. food and boys at that age want to eat a lot of carbs, pizza, (laughs) chips, bread like today he's eating four pieces of bread for breakfast when i came home from the <laughs> and he's like i'm like what are you eating like where's your protein bread <laughs> like yeah. so like he mm-hmm. but he's asking the questions he has no clue and mm-hmm. i've been showing him on the chronometer like okay like you got to you got to get to 140 you know grams of protein every day like it's you know ounce per body weight mm-hmm. or per pound and uh, he's like he's like well how do i get there so now we're starting, I'm starting to get him to think about like what's important to his body, you know? So it's, it's, it's all part of it. And I think as, especially as for, as we get older, it's even more important as we get mm-hmm. older, you know, saying my mom's 85 trying to get her to eat more protein, you know, you know, she, her body's starting to, you know, she's doing one of these things, right. You know, mm-hmm. she knows, we know what she needs to have it. She doesn't have a clue. So I don't want to be that way when I'm 85. I want to, I want to know like what I need to be doing now so that I can get there. I can get to 85. That's my goal, right? You, you want to be Mr. Flex Robinson at 90 still. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I want to I, I think it will for you. I think it will. I don't I know. I, I, I yeah, just want to be able to continue to move. And I think that's that's my goal. Like it's not to get, you know, I think initially I was like, oh, I want a six pack out of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. No. 
Like that's not my goal. If it comes great, but it's not my goal. Yeah. I, I, you honestly hit on so many, like, honestly, I, I I really feel like we have a very similar story, but for me, I just want to be able to do whatever I want, like with my body when I want, you know, like last year I went and ran a hike. It was like almost 50 kilometers and I did it in seven hours and we're in the mountains. And I'm just like, I did that, you know, like I want to go and run a marathon and be like, I did that. And I looked to my parents, my mom's had a couple health setbacks, uh, still a total savage. They just got in today from, uh, from a canoe trip where they're, you know, out, my mom is 66 and my dad is 70 and they're out portaging with a canoe, like, (laughs) and camping for a week. And honestly, when I think about why I'm really focusing on my nutrition and my health, it's because first of all, I had a great, great example of people who just like move their bodies growing up. So it's awesome that you're doing that for your son. And then I just want to age, like, I want to be able to do this stuff, my lifestyle for as long as I possibly can. Yeah. And the only way I'm going to be able to do that is if I take care of myself now, because we do see a lot of people come to chronometer because something is already not working for them. And I've always been like, more preventative and granted my job has made me that way. You know, I don't know. I, I did try. I've been tracking since I was like 15 years old with a pen and paper. So tracking has always been part of my life, but yeah, I just, I just think that I just want to be able to, to live as energetically as I can for as long as I can really. So that's my, that's my motivation. And I don't want to wait for something to happen for me to get on it, you know? So that's well, awesome I, that you're, I, I think if you think about it this way, and I think this is how you're thinking is it's, this is preventative, right? And to do is. this now, it's mm-hmm. about, you know, God forbid I have a heart attack. I'm hoping that that the way I'm eating, the way I'm doing things helps me to recover faster from that. Right. Like when I get mm-hmm. an injury, I'm able to work through an injury right now a lot faster because I'm eating right. And mm-hmm. food makes a difference. Everybody's like, oh, it's because you work out. No, no, no. It's about the food I eat as well, right? Like getting the right nutrients, being able to respond back. Like that's as much, that's as important as the the lifting weights or doing the cardio or whatever. I think, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had COVID, you know, 30 days ago. I ate great throughout COVID. I had now I was in a room by myself and I was oh. being brought up food. I was being brought up food every day by my son, leaving it at the door, you, knocking on the door, and then he'd run back downstairs. You know, I was like in prison. Can you measure my macros for me, please? Well, well it was funny because my wife said, What do you want for breakfast? And I I sent her my my recipe that's in chronometer for my oh overnight my oats for breakfast. So and she did it perfect. I mean, it's not that hard to make overnight oats, but but like, oh. that was important to me to have the right food throughout that time. I do think it helped me to get through it and not have horrible, horrible symptoms. But when I mm-hmm. came out of it, like I was able to get back at things. Like it wasn't like mm-hmm. I couldn't do certain things. And I went on vacation and was hiking and walking and doing everything. But yeah, it was a stumbling block. But I do believe that food is basically a drug, right? Like it's, it's it what, is. It's, it is what you need to survive. And if you do things the right way, you don't have, you know, like if you eat right and you're a diabetic, and I used to do a lot of work with diabetics, if you eat right, some of those things, if you're a type two diabetic, start to dissipate, right? You start mm-hmm. to 
you know, change your body, your body starts to change back to the way it was, it allows you to get back to the right state, so to speak. So Mm -hmm. I, I'm a believer in food. I'm a believer that you got to eat, you got to eat the right kinds of things and it's okay to eat the wrong things as long as it's in Mm -hmm. moderation and vegetables are your friend. And, you know, (laughs) even though it's hard sometimes, but like, I'm lucky. I love them. My son hates them. I've got to like arm wrestle him for it. And fortunately I'm still stronger than him. So I win. But um, you got a very good cheese. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it it is, but, but it's important. And I think, and I'm always going to tie this back to Pranamra because I am a, you know, I'm a power user on this. You, you coined the phrase. I didn't call myself that. Um, it's, it's important. Like for me, it's, it's really helped me to just get comfortable. And I think that's where I'm getting back to this conversation again, around being, getting comfortable with food. Mm -hmm. I think that's where people struggle. Like they just, you're afraid of it. You're afraid to eat carbs. You're afraid Mm -hmm. to do this. You're afraid to do that. Like you got it. The only way to get comfortable is to understand it. And this tool helps you understand it. Yeah. And I've, I've been there. I've, I've demonized food groups. You know, I think like you were saying, there's all this information surround yourself with, with people who really know their stuff. I think that that's so important. Nutrition science, I've said this before, but it's relatively new in the grand scheme of things. Like we've only really in the last, I would say like 70 years really started understanding it, but we still really don't. Like there's so many conflicting views. Uh, Some are like moral, some of them are scientific. It's really hard to wade through what is good but I always think it's less hard to wade through what is good for you if you spend the time to learn because I can't have garlic. When, when we, when we were in Mexico, the resort, they were amazing. And actually, I don't know if everyone knew this, but they stopped when they found out I couldn't have garlic, they stopped making food with garlic for the most part. So apologies to everyone on the retreat that really loves garlic. And I only found that out because, because of chronometer through trial and error and elimination and that kind of thing. But like, it's, it's garlic is great for you, but not great for me. Do you know what I mean? And, and it's, it's finding what works for you. And then what's, what's sustainable for you as well. I think that's like the biggest, that is the biggest thing that if I could teach anyone, anything, it's just about really looking at your lifestyle, your food preferences, and then creating a diet that's going to work because we have this huge ketogenic community within chronometer. Mm -hmm. And I love that people love their keto diet. Like I really do. I love talking to those people and and supporting them when when we can. And like everyone was like really consumed with staying under a certain amount of carbs. And I'm like, I just don't get it. You know, like, and then I'm like, you know what, Elisa, you should try to get it. So how about you do keto for 30 days? And my body did not respond well to the keto at all. You know, like I think that with my most of my physical activities is cardiovascular. I need carbs, you know, I just like, that is, that is my fuel. But I think it's also important to just like, I know that didn't work because I tried it for me. You know what I mean? And I think like trial and error and, and what you enjoy needs to, needs to play a role in that as well. Like I have a sweet tooth. I know that about myself. If I don't kind of like have my protein bowl, <laughs> I have sweet teeth. All of these are sweet tooths. <laughs> if I don't have my protein bowl, which basically tastes like cake, then, yeah. I, then I, I feel like denied, you know? Yeah. So I think it's just about finding what, what is sustainable. And then just touching on, you know, like I'm kind of doing a preventative 
thing as opposed to, you know, trying to fix something that's already happened. I read this quote once and it really, really stuck with me. And it was like, the best time to start something is 20 years ago. The second best time is to start now. So I think like, where would I be? Like, where will I be in 20 years? Because I've been tracking as opposed to where I would have been if I never was. You know, like yeah. it's yeah. it's incredible to think, and and you know you're looking at it from a perspective like, unfortunately, you lost your father, and and you know why, and then you're like making sure you're taking care of yourself. Like, if you didn't do that, that that could be the same story for your son, Absolutely. you know. But you're on top of it, so I think that's so so powerful. I'm not going to take up too much more of your time because we are like, I'm like, that's yeah. going to be half an hour. I should have known. I should have <laughs> known better. <laughs> Give me just a couple because you, you are, you are a power user. And I think a lot of people find tracking to be hard or tedious. Tell me how you have stuck with this. And I know you work with coach Adam Ross. He was one of our guests, episode two, shout out to Adam, but you haven't always worked with him, right? So how have you stayed consistent in tracking? Yeah. I'd love to get in your brain. If if I could just clone your brain. (laughs) Yeah. Look, you know, right now I'm not working with Adam, you know, and I'm still tracking, right? Like it, to me, it's now my thing, but I think, you know, you brought, I want to go back to something you just said though, because it's sticking in my head right now. And I'll, and I'll answer your question. Utilizing chronometer to eliminate food is is such a good mm-hmm. tool to do that, right? Because there are times where I've eaten food and like, I just didn't feel right. And and I'm a guy that, you know, I'll make up a whole bunch of veggies and it's the same veggies every week. And sometimes I, I found that with eggplant, it just doesn't work for me anymore. I used to eat eggplant all the time, but I started to, I, the only way I could eliminate the food was to go back on my you know, crown runner and be able to f- see what food am I eating? And when was I, why was I feeling bad mm-hmm. this day? What did I eat that day? Did I try a different whey powder? Whatever mm-hmm. it was, but that's mm-hmm. the best way to do that. Other than sitting there and going, you know, then you're guessing, right? And then, and then the other mm-hmm. side is then, and now you're going to have to get a piece of paper and pencil and write all this stuff down every day. And quite frankly, it takes you a lot more time to do that than to do this in this app, right? So I, oh, I think, it would. <laughs> yeah. And so I think for a lot of people that have, allergies to food or trying to figure out why they're bloating or whatever their issue is like that is a reason to track in and of itself is to use you know a tool to to do that so for me why i continue to do it i have some specific goals that i'm still trying to you know i need to make sure quite frankly and even to this day i can't get enough protein like i fight every day to get to my protein number me too if i didn't have this tool I would be screwed up all the time. Last night, I thought I hit it. And then I went back and looked at it and I was like 10 grams short. And I'm like pulling out, you know, some yogurt out of the refrigerator, you know, and I'm just like, real quick. But but if I had to guess, I would come up short. And that's what I was mm-hmm. doing before. I was coming up short. You know, I was coming up short on carbs. I was coming up short, probably overdoing on fats. As, you know, as I eat a whole avocado and didn't realize how much fat was in a whole avocado. It's good fat. But mm-hmm. I was going way over on my fat at one point. So like for me, it's just I need to I have a goal and I need to make sure that I keep my fats in a, at a certain level. So the only way I can do that is if I'm using something to help me do that. So for me, it's really it's just it's now become what's that saying? You know, you 
try something. You got to do something for 30 days before it becomes a habit. That's what this is, right? Mm -hmm. You got to do this for a while and you have to do it religiously. And yeah, like the other night when I had that burger at the baseball game, I didn't count anything in there. But when I looked at the chronometer, my day was in, my morning was in there, my afternoon, my snack was in there. And I knew what I had left and I knew I had a thousand calories that I could, you know, cheat on (laughs) a burger. Did I have anything else while I was there at the game? (laughs) Yes, I did. I won't lie. I had a shake shack. I had a shake shack shake with, you know, cookies in it or whatever. But I was okay with it. Like, but Mm -hmm. I knew where I was at at that point. Right. Like I was, Mm -hmm. I was good with all that, but my point to all this is, is I think it's just about consistency. And then once mm-hmm. you do it, it becomes part of the routine. I mean, it literally mm-hmm. becomes part of the routine. And some of the tools in here are great. Like I have my recipes for my overnight oats, my three or four different types of overnight oats, right? Like I have a recipe for each one of them. I have some different things that I've put in there. I know I have my favorite items that I just go to my favorites and I'm able to just drop my stuff in. It gets really easy at that point to put things in. Um, it does. And, and mm-hmm. that's, you know, I think once you get into your routine of food, then it becomes even easier, right? Like, you know, I, mm-hmm. there's certain foods I eat every week and there's certain foods that I, I don't eat every week and I've got to find the food or, uh, you know, I have a different mm-hmm. combination of food or whatever. And, but it just becomes a habit. It becomes part of your daily routine. And I think if you stick to any routine, if you're consistent, right, consistency is the key to everything whether it's work, whether it's working out, whether it's food, whatever it is, then this become this is just minor. Like this is not a big mm-hmm. deal to count. This is not a big deal to put the information in. And, and like I said, it becomes fun, right? Like at that point, it, for me, it's like a little bit of fun. And my son makes fun of me. He's like, dad, did you count that? You know, you're like, yes, I counted <laughs> that, you know, but, but it's, but it's all part of, it's all part of the process. And if you're mm-hmm. committed to making a change in your life, whether it's working out more, or whether it's eating right or whatever, you have to be consistent and you have to find the things that are going to help you do that. Whether it's journaling, I can't journal. I'm not a journaler. I, I, I do enough writing. I don't want to do any more writing. Right. But this to me is the closest thing to journaling. I pull this thing out and I'm do 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 done two minutes later. And my food's cooking as I'm putting in the information and I'm good to go. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's not that big of a deal. We spend more time on stupid things, you know, watching TikToks and everything else, right? Like that 25 minutes you spent sitting in your bed, wasting your sleep time. And I'm not trying to preach Mm because I do it too. (laughs) But that if you took five, five minutes of that time in your day, which is what this is going to be, you could have all your information in your in your phone to help you guide yourself to your future self. And that's kind of how then, I've approached it. And then you can watch TikTok in bed for longer. <laughs> yeah, look, if you feel better and you know, like you can watch look. I don't I don't watch TikTok. I don't want I I'm not on TikTok. Uh, I'm, I'm just, not either, just to be clear. Yeah, I'm not yeah. I refuse. Like I like my son walks in and I'm like, I don't want to see it. Like, I don't want to see it. I know. I feel like I already am, you know, I, I, I don't have, I don't have a television. I, I just am trying to like, sometimes I'm like, what, what am I doing? Like, even when I'm scrolling Instagram, I'm like, go live your life, Elisa. <laughs> get off this, get off the screen and go in nature. So I try to, Yeah. But, but yeah, I agree. The, the, the time that you're putting in now can give you more time later. Right? I wish, look, I'm jealous of 
younger generation, you know, my son, you know, the people in the, in Don's challenge group that are, you know, 30, 35, 40 years old, mm -hmm. like I'm jealous of those people because I didn't have mm -hmm. this information. Right. And I, God, I wish I had this information 25 years ago. Like, Mm -hmm. Where would I be today? Like, how would I, what, you know, like, what would I be doing differently today it, in a job or, you know, in mm -hmm. life or whatever, if I had some of this information, if I, if I took care of myself better, in, in, you mm -hmm. know, from the age of 35 to 45, you know, like, what, what would that lead later on in life, you know, so I, I think technology is good and bad. And I'm, mm -hmm. and I'm impressed that you don't have a TV. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> Um, I wish I did. Like, we have, we don't, we have two in our house and uh, you know, I, <laughs> the only time I watch it is when baseball's on. So, mm -hmm. but I think with all the good information that's out there today, now's the time, like now's the time to take care of yourself. Like there's such good stuff out there, but mm -hmm. I, I do caution people and I try to guide people to Don and his kind of group of folks. Right. Because I do think there's a lot of bad information out there too. And, and there, I think you gotta, mm -hmm. you, you gotta get comfortable with who your, who your group is mm -hmm. and then listen to all of it and then determine what's best for you at that point, I think is the key. I agree. I think that's what we've both done. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I, it's not Absolutely. often I get to talk to, to people that use the app as much as I do, if not more. So it's been incredible. And I'm so glad that our paths crossed because I think that we'll just be cheering each other on, you know, from different sides of really the continent. But uh, it, it's great to, I feel like after Don's DonCon that I have like a fit fam because I was saying to Absolutely. people when I came back, I'm like, I don't really have too many people in my life that like track and work out you know like there's a couple but not not too many and I'm kind of an outlier that way and I felt like completely at home when we were in Mexico because I'm like these are like people that have the same goals not necessarily identical goals but we all wanted to we were all willing to put in time and effort to become healthier yeah. and that's yeah. what makes us so I was like very resistant to getting in our whatsapp chat chat and then now I'm like I mean, there's a lot of messages between like 70 people, but everyone's going to all go in there and they go, oh, you guys, I feel so good, you know, about. Well, everybody should know this about you though. Like you, you are a beast, like all the stuff that you do. <laughs> And you're then so like, sweet. there was a day in Mexico where I looked out and like, you're out in the water, paddle boarding out to nowhere. Like there's nothing else out there. All of a sudden you go around a cove and you're gone. And we're like, should we be calling the Coast Guard or something? Like what, what's, should we, somebody no. need to send out a red flag or, and, and then all That's of a sudden, so like funny. a half an hour later, you're like, doo -doo -doo, coming back I'm around back. the corner. And, and but okay. you, you were like super active out there doing everything throughout the whole time. And I think people... Like, it's cool to, whenever you're dealing with, you know, whether it's a, a food company or, you know, a program like this, the people on the other side that are delivering yeah. the message are actually doing stuff too. Like, cause there's a lot of stuff out there, right. That, that, you know, yeah. somebody's just trying to sell something and, you know, they, they just sit behind the desk all day long. Like you're active and doing it and you using it. And I think that's what, you know, for me, that's what got me excited when I was sitting there talking to you about it. It was like, yeah, this is, this is cool. You like you, you live this lifestyle too. And that, that's what makes us exciting too. That's so heartwarming that you say that because I think, you know, I do a lot of the public facing voice for Chronometer and I always have, uh, I started there quite 
quite early in like, I think when I started, there was just over a million users and now we have over 6 million. So it's amazing. But for me, like as much as I want to do this for me, I really want to walk. I really want to walk my talk because I don't want to tell someone that they should be doing anything that I'm not doing myself. And I think like that's, I think that's part of why I love my job so much is I truly (laughs) believe and have seen the benefits from, from tracking. So when I'm having conversations, it's, it's genuine, like, and I love nerding out with people like, you know, I didn't actually like leave my group too much in Mexico, but I had a great conversation with you that night. And then I had another one with, with Steph Phillips, who also uses the app a lot. And I was just like, these are like my, my people. And I felt so good about when I came back to, to work, I gave a presentation on Don Con and I was just like, I, it was hard to articulate like how special that time was to me. Like I felt transformed after a week. And yeah. I think it was just spending time with people like yourself who are just like super motivating and warm and welcoming and on like the same journey that I am. So I'm really glad that we met. Absolutely. <laughs> this be, is awesome. We'll, we'll, we'll be. Uh, I mean, you're on my. You're on my wrist now, right? We're we're friends on uh, on Apple Watch. Apple Watch. That's right. We're Apple Watch friends. So uh, I can't keep up with you so. though. Like you're, you're <laughs> you got too much energy. Like I gotta. I'm pulling out oxygen masks while you're still going. So like it's crazy. Uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm just used to sending it in the mountains and I don't ever want to stop it. I, it'll slow down a little bit in the winter here. And then, and then, uh, I'm sure you'll, you'll pass me, but we'll have to compete. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, thanks so much, Scott. I will. Thanks for having uh, me. Yeah. I will. I'll talk to you later today. All right. Sounds Thank, good. Bye. Bye.